0: Today's episode is brought to you by Fretboard Biology, the comprehensive online guitar course put together by Joe Elliott. Now, Joe is not only a fantastic guitar player, he draws on his years of experience as the ex-head of guitar at the Guitar Institute of Technology and also at the McNally Smith Music College. Here's a few words from Joe about the course you're tired of waiting through hundreds of random guitar videos and just want to become a better player, Fretboard Biology is your answer. Fretboard Biology is a self-paced, college-level program that will give you the right instruction, in the right amounts, and in the right order. You'll learn the same information I taught to thousands of other guitar players over 30 years of teaching in top music colleges. If you want to make real progress with your guitar playing, then sign up for a free 7-day trial at fretboardbiology.com. Hi there. You are listening to the Guitar Speak podcast. My name is Matt Wakeling, and this is the show that I produce in Sydney, Australia, speaking to leading guitarists from all around the world. And I've been doing this since 2016. Thanks so much for tuning in for episode number 209. Now today I'm speaking to Australian guitarist Dave Leslie, founding member and lead guitarist of the legendary Aussie rock band The Baby Animals. We talk about the BAs, as Dave calls them, in this episode, but also about a very exciting new project. Dave is involved in a band called Truck, equally rocking hard, but with a different kind of approach, so it was really fun to catch up with Dave and hear all about it. Dave is super passionate about playing guitar, as you'll hear, and it's always fun and inspiring to have him on the show. Now, I should note, since we recorded this episode, Truck has released some additional music than the tracks we discuss here, so please check out the links in the show notes to be super up-to-date. All right, let's jump straight in. Dave, Leslie, welcome back to the Guitar Speak podcast.
1: Ah, oh, thanks very much for having us, Matt. Appreciate, uh, appreciate your time. Thank you.
0: Oh, man, cool to have you. I was checking the dates today. I couldn't believe it. It was almost four years ago that... Um, we first had you on the show, and that was such a cool interview. I remember um, a lot of listeners really enjoyed hearing the Dave Leslie backstory. So nice to have <laughs> you! Uh, nice to have you back to check in. What's been What's been oh, happening. Thanks. Hey, what, the big news, I guess, for you in especially in the last few months has been uh, the band truck. So, yeah, my first question to you, Dave, and and I'm really playing the devil's advocate here, but you already play in a little rock and roll band some people might have heard of called the Baby Animals. Why start a new band? What's the attraction? What do you get out of launching a new band now?
1: That's a a pretty good question because a lot of of people, my loved ones and kids and so forth, have asked me the same thing, like why at your age (laughs) in this current climate... In these unprecedented times, would you go and try and get an original band off the ground? Uh-huh. Um, it's funny because it, it, this band had been going for probably a year before I before I jumped on board, and our sound guy, Ricky Ray, um, Baby animal sound guy, tour manager, and also we, who we record with, came... Uh, and uh, we will sit next to each other on the plane, we talk about our weeks, and he said, he said, man, I've got this band in the studio, you'd love them. Truck, you know, it's Andy from Horsehead, it's um, Kev uh, from Josie Jason and a couple of other guys, man, you would love them. I'm like, oh, really? And he was raving about them, right? They're just like old school rock and roll, guitar, bass, drums, organ, piano, vocals. He said they're kind of like the faces, like the black crows. I think, oh, okay, so I got a call um, a few, oh, quite a few months later, and um, it was Kev, the bass player, saying that their uh, the guitar player had up and left, and they, they've got these gigs booked, and could I just jump in and fill in? And um, I'm like, well, I've already, you guys, are already on my radar, so you know. I'm absolutely interested. And um, so, you know, send me some songs. And I listen to the songs. I'm like, yeah, man, this is really good. (laughs) So we did the gigs. And um, I just think at the end end of about the third or so gig, I'm like, "Um, if you don't mind not having to look for anybody, then I'm more than happy to jump in, you know. Awesome. And so it's been like that ever since. It's probably a a good year ago now, maybe a year and a couple of months. yeah. And it's been awesome. It's been really it's a great vehicle. It's not kind of baby animals type of songs. it's it's old school. it's It's more kind of, I don't know, for what are primary colors, old old school riffs and things like that. and yeah, yeah. a few open tunings, a few kind of stonesy sounding things. And it's just great having an organ player, a piano organ player in the band. because then my role then is is not to fill up all the holes like baby, baby animals. It's essentially a three-piece band with, you know, Sue's playing guitar and things like that. But yeah, yeah. My, my role is to fill up a lot of sonic space, whereas this band I can embellish, I can sit on top of the organ or whatever, you know what I mean, and, and embellish. And, and so your tone changes, your whole approach to the whole gig changes. I don't have to. Bang away the whole night because okay, yeah, yeah, there's other people doing it, you know, yeah, yeah. Cool. So it's been really refreshing, it's been really good, yeah, that's, that's
0: awesome. What was your history with the guys? Um, did you know any of these guys? Did you know Andy
1: in, in the lead up? I knew, yeah, Horsehead used to do gigs with baby animals back in the day, oh wow, 92, 93, something like that. We went yeah. on tour with Horsehead, okay, and what a lovely fella, you know, he's such a sweet dude and um, and a killer singer. So we hadn't really kept in touch. We got on great on the road and everything, mm-hmm. but it's funny how, you know, lives, you do different things and all that sort of stuff. And so we hadn't really been in touch, but, you know, I knew it when, that he was involved and when I heard it, I'm like, yeah, man, this is really good. This is very cool. So, um, yeah, I, I spotted the opportunity and, and, and jumped in and it's like being in your first band again. There's one, One. there's no money in it. It's a pure love job. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you have to pay for everything from everything. Yeah. Um, you've got to load your own gear. So, you know, as a result of that, I'm, you know, using a friend of 112. Um, we don't do rehearsals. We do band practice. So every Wednesday night we go, you know, hey, I'll see you at practice, and so we get together every Wednesday night and do band practice. Sometimes it's lounge rooms, mm-hmm. sometimes it's rehearsal, room, you know, rehearsal studios, loud stuff. Other times it's writing sessions. Tomorrow night it's it's getting together and doing BVs on a, a recent recording that we've done. It's that sort of stuff. Yeah,
0: yeah, cool. And you, I mean, it sounds also, like
1: actually, sorry.
0: Yeah, it sounds like you're having a great time. I was going to say, are you enjoying the regular weekly? chopping off part of the the job, like I said, the rehearsals and the BVs or the whatevers.
1: Yeah, working on ideas, you know, you bring, work up something at home or something or send it to the boys on WhatsApp and then get together on Wednesday night and and bang through it and, you know, lo and behold, on a good night it becomes, you know, you've done it. It's got a shape, it's got lyrics, it's got this, it's got an arrangement, bingo, another song, thanks very much. You know, and of course as soon as you play it live, it'll start to evolve Mm -hmm. like, like they do. But it's that process is, is um, re- you know, refreshing. It's good. And it's what bands are all about, I guess, you know. Yeah, cool. And um, back in the early Baby Animals days, you know, it was our full-time job. Mm-hmm. So we would we would get together every day, you know, like a nine-to-five kind of thing at people's houses or do whatever and yeah. work on ideas. I mean, it's a little bit difficult to do that now. But no, this one has kind of lit another fire underneath me, you know, not that the old one ever went out. But sure. Yep. Yeah.
0: Good, yeah. I, I remember you saying when we spoke back in, in 2018 too, you loved obviously the Baby Animals gigs and that they've continued, um, but you love jumping in with other bands. You love doing sub gigs in cover bands or it just seemed like you love getting on stage with a guitar any chance you got. And that was still <laughs> still a big part of your life, which I loved hearing that. That was, that was really cool.
1: It kind of keeps you fresh. You know, I moved to Melbourne about eight years ago. And I've never learnt so many songs since I've been here, man. <laughs> Far out. It's been, it's been a big learn. Yeah, for covers, there's corporate. Yeah, there's all sorts of weird stuff. I even did a stint in Beyond Again. I um, Yeah, I got one one gig under my uh, satin sash belt. Um, <laughs> That's great. Yeah, interesting. This keeps you playing fresh, you know. Mm. I find the older I get, though, the harder it is to remember stuff. Okay. You know, we, It's like the Homer Simpson. Every time you learn something new, it pushes something old (laughs) out. Can't retain it all. But, um, yeah, generally, yeah, it's been pretty good. I've, you know, I've filled in for a couple of the guys in uh, Electric Mary on different occasions. Yeah, awesome. That's That's great because it's like standing in front of a jumbo jet taking off, you know, (laughs) that band. So, so, yeah, great experiences, yeah.
0: That's cool. Now, with Truck, you guys have released two singles. So, Make Hay came out late last year lucky has just been launched in the last uh few weeks i think last couple of weeks um which is great for me i just listening i I love the tunes they to me they sounded well such a cool mix of like they were tough tough rock and roll sound songs um but really feel good as well like great melodies make hay it's it's got that almost you're talking about the stones and, and the faces it, it struck me as like early purple a little bit too especially with mark donaldson the, your keys play you mentioned on that dirty organ that's yeah, such man. a cool yeah, thing. That is
1: great yeah. fun because it's like having another guitar player but it's a different kind of yeah, quality yeah. you know uh, yeah make hayes got like a bit of a spencer davis group kind of thing to yeah, it you know yeah, The yeah. burn it and the so it's all it's all pretty kind of old school yeah you know old school rock um but yeah, there's a there's a good feeling that the third single that we've got, um, unconventionally rising, is very purple. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's our kind of ode to deep purple. Nice. It's it's fat, riffy. Yeah. It's got you know a bass break. It's got a band solo. You know, sometimes the band we don't do individual solos. We'll do we'll all play a riff or something and do like a, a whole band solo. We yeah, just jump on this one thing. That's cool. And that's cool, man. You know, when that happens, it's a it's a good feeling. Uh-huh. Yeah.
0: Were you involved in the writing for those tunes or were they part of the batch of songs that had already?
1: These ones, yeah, these ones were kind of there when I got there. Mm-hmm. Um, and the guitar parts, I, I kind of recreated most of what was already there because that was the way the song went. I didn't want to change it just for the sake of like, so it, it's me, so I'll, I'll do it differently to what the old guy did. Yeah, yeah. Just he, um, he's a great guitar player, man, and there was no reason for me to, to mess with those those parts, you know. But the new stuff, there's tonnes of new stuff being written and, um, yeah, it's, I think it's got a fair bit of me That's all over great. it. <laughs>
0: That's great, man. That's cool. What's the, um, so what's the plan? So it sounds like you're writing a lot, recording a lot.
1: Yeah, well, we, first we were shooting for world domination, but I, I think we'd be happy with cult status. Sure. I think, <laughs> yeah. Now, um, well, the plan is we've done, we've done an album's worth of stuff. So okay, we're going to parlay that we've, we've released a limited edition EP. We're going to add to that EP, box it up as an album for overseas and, and things like that and call it an, uh, the album. Yep. In the meantime, we've got an album plus of stuff ready to record, stuff that we've been playing live, so it's kind of batched into shape um, and we're just looking at maybe having you know doing that sometime this year.
0: Yeah, great. You know,
1: Financially depending, so, you know, we'll see how we go and, and all that sort of stuff because, you know, we don't have labels throwing money at us anymore. Sure. When well, I mean, we were signed to a great label, um, yeah. Reckless Records, which is James Rain and Scott Crawford, oh, cool, their so they're kind of looking after us and think, that, I think Day Through Nicole has set this up okay. with you, man, I'm extremely grateful, you know. Yeah, cool. Awesome. And, um, yeah, but we'll see how we go, you know. The songs are there. Yeah. so there's no there's no shortage of that, and there's stuff boiling bubbling to the surface that's all the great. time.
0: And you guys have been playing a bunch of gigs. We were just saying before before I started recording, oh, I I miss you in Sydney because I was out of town for some gigs. But um, so you've obviously got a whole set of stuff you're working on too. So I guess, like you said, what was the term? The songs have been bashed up, uh, taking them out on the road, to bashing
1: the shape. Yeah, yeah. That's
0: yep. that's a pretty fun I way to. That-
1: yeah, nothing bashes the song into shape more than playing it in front of an audience. You know uh-huh. what I mean? Because yeah, it's yeah. it's very evident the bits that don't work and the bits that do work. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we actually last Thursday night, truck supported baby animals at the <laughs> factory theatre. so that was an interesting dynamic. Uh huh. Yeah, it was it was strange because I'm used to just getting to the gig and focusing on one thing. You know, okay, yep. well you know there's sound check or there's that or there's that and that's that set, and now it's like. Okay, I've got two sound checks to go. We've got to do this, got to do that, got to bring two shirts, yeah. <laughs> a change the clothing, bring the old baby animal's hair wig out and put that on for the second set. Um, so, but it was good because the truck played great and the BA, there was quite a few people there to see us, yeah. which is that's kind of like, you know, the audience that we just want people who like good music. And so we were very fortunate to have done that. Yeah, 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 it was really cool fun. Yeah, you, you mentioned- and so you know. Subsequently, I was warmed up by the end of the the end of the truck set. I was good to go. Oh, I yeah, bet,
0: man pulling double double shift there. <laughs> double shift. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Fretboard Biology, the comprehensive online guitar course put together by Joe Elliott, ex-head of guitar at the Guitar Institute of Technology and the McNally Smith College of Music. I was one of the beta testers for the course and can say as a music educator, I was really impressed by the logical sequence of learning. The course has also been endorsed by players such as Brett Garson and Greg Cup. For more details, check out the links in our show notes. You mentioned earlier when you talked, again, about Mark, you know, working with a keys player in the band, you know, you bring a different tone, a different approach. Um, For that gig, are you? I mean, your playing would shift gears, but in terms of your gear and your rig and tones you're dialing in, are they going to be separate for that gig?
1: They, it has changed as a result of that, yeah. Because okay. I was using Fractal Axe Eight before with BAs. Yeah. Ease of expediency on tour, it's like you know, you send a, a send to your to an amp on stage, send your stereo, sends the front of house. Everything's exactly the same as it was when you pressed Apple S. You know, or to save okay. your patches and all that sort of thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then so I went, I went and had a jam with Truck and I'm thinking to myself, they're not really a fractal sort of band. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? This is like this is a pedal board SG sort of band, mm-hmm. sort of thing. So I put my I put an old board together and everything like that, and then kind of just stuck with it. Really, I tweaked it a little bit for BA's songs, but I've sort of gone back to the, going back to to pedals. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Come back from the dark side. <clears throat> Not completely analogue. I'm still running a, a Line 6 M9, you know, Swiss Army knife, which oh, I really yeah. love. You've had that for ages, yeah. Yeah, they're fine too, man. They're good. They've got a tuner. They've got a noise gate. Yeah. You know, the drives are a bit iffy, but everything else is great.
0: Yeah man. <laughs> I, um, yeah, man. I gigged with an M13 for years with that and just a couple of analogue drives. Loved it. And I've still got an M5 on <laughs> my board these days just in case. It's so cool.
1: Yeah, the M thirteen would have been good because it's got a an effects loop, so you can run a four cable, met- you know, four cable way through an amp, yeah. which you can't do on the M nine. You sure. can run it in a loop, I guess, which is you know fair, fair enough. But uh, everything just goes into the front these days.
0: Yeah, right. Nice. Need
1: a clean valve platform and just hit it. You know, yeah. Beautiful. What else is on the board? Um, we are finishing off these extra songs for the truck record. Yeah. Um, Susan and I are still still. Toing and froing with uh, with songs for BAs because, you know, ideally uh, we did an album called This Is Not the End about 10 years ago, and we'd really like to stick with that sentiment. That yes. And do another one yeah, know, at yeah. some point. That'd be really good 10 years plus later. Um, just Yeah, just and just riding and, and, and playing. There's a whole bunch of truck stuff coming up. We've got Rose Tattoo Supports great. in Adelaide. Oh, awesome. uh, baby Animals are doing a, a tour in July, August, and trucks going out on the road doing that. So it's I'm working double time for the whole run. Yeah, But nice. everyone gets on great. It was like one big happy family backstage the other night. It was really cool.
0: Oh, so. that's so cool, man. That's great. Yeah. And, um, I mean, yeah, the Baby Animals, you guys have been playing stack. So when you say – in terms of uh, new songs, I guess that's what you're working on. That's that's a hope as well to get some new recorded yeah. stuff out. Great.
1: Well, hopefully, when we get do our own tour, where we get to do things like sound check and all that sort of stuff, where you can bash ideas into shape in the afternoon, you know, and and that, that's a that's a really good, I think, um, opportunity to just you know bring something along and and have a hit through and and, and do that. And, get sound check but you don't do that in red hot summer man it's like a conveyor belt yeah right you, just, <laughs> you know you're in for 40 minutes and bang man you're in, you know in on off out right kind of thing
0: yeah, yeah. i um, still good fun yeah that's awesome man i saw um i saw a post on some on facebook or somewhere that your gear didn't arrive at the gig for, uh on the red hot summer tour um quite as quickly as you arrived at the gig and you had to borrow a bunch of gear What what happened there
1: yeah, Melbourne Airport was having a Ramsey's kitchen nightmare, I think, on the day, <laughs> and there was people having meltdowns, and and we put up. You take your gear around the corner to go to Oversize, and it was like a queue of of trolleys and gear and all sorts of stuff. And I was thinking, man, but it was such a big lineup, and our flight was leaving in kind of fifteen minutes, which it didn't end up because it sat on the. You know, it was everything was running late, yeah. and so lo and behold, we get to, to Tassie to Launceston. Our gear doesn't come off the belt. Oh, good. Well, that'll be interesting then. Um, and one of the rain guys, one of their crew, said, "Well, you know, our boys have, have offered their their guitars, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, which was very very kind, you know." Uh, Brett, Brett Kingman, and, and Josh Owen, and as much as I love Brett and everything like that, um, Josh Owen had in the early seventies Gibson. Gold top deluxe. Nice. I went, well, nice. if, if, at all, if it's at all possible that I might be able to <laughs> borrow the the gold top, then I think I might just do that. And ah, uh, yeah, it was a dream. It was a beautiful guitar. Yeah, yeah. He does his own. He does his own work, and he's fretted it with stainless steel frets, and this thing just played like butter. Wow. E, e flat um, ten to forty six. Man, it was a dream, and just. The pickups were a little lower output. It was a little bit more vintage sounding. Okay. It still had plenty of pops, you know. It was still nice and bright. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I chased that thing around for 40 minutes that day, man. It was unreal. That's cool. It was really, yeah. That's yeah. a happy ending. Still at home on, on the Grabisa guitars, but it was interesting to do it on a different instrument, yeah. you know, it gives yeah. you a different kind of perspective of it.
0: Totally, because you're, you're still rocking that Grabisa like like nobody's
1: business. Yeah, man, it's well. The number one is like what twenty seven years old now. Wow, wow. you know it's been stolen, it's been broken. <laughs> uh, you know it's lived more of a life than I have. <laughs> um, but yeah, and still, I, I used it in the studio today. I was in the studio all day today and um, playing this this guy's project and does the job. Good cleans, good dirts, good everything.
0: Yeah, yeah. awesome. What did um What did Sue's use when when her guitar didn't turn up?
1: She used. I think one of Brett's tellies. Okay. Yeah. Okay, nice. She didn't have her usual, her usual telly, yeah. which has got an interesting story as well. Um, that telly, was the one that she plays now, was used in Walk the Line as a prop, that oh, wow. Joaquin Phoenix movie, and so oh, really? Joaquin Phoenix has played this guitar. <laughs> That's cool. So it's got a bit of vibe about it, you know. Yeah. Yeah, it's got a bit of providence. Yeah, it's got a pretty bad relic job on it, but- because it was a prop, but okay. it's a Fender, yeah, it's a Fender Black, you know, Blackguard Telly. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: Very cool. I saw you've got a, an 84 Les Paul custom. That's a recent sort of thing for you?
1: It is. Well, it was actually left to me by a guy that used to play in a band with my brother uh, who'd, who'd passed away, and I got a con- uh, contact by their singer, who whom I hadn't spoken to for, for quite a while, mm-hmm. and um he said, "I got uh, I got Bino's guitar up here, and um, I reckon he, he would want you to have it. Well I, I will very graciously, but be the custodian of it for yeah, the time wow. being. Absolutely, yeah. It's a sweet guitar, too, man. It sounds unbelievable. Uh-huh. It's it's heavy. So it's a, yeah, it's an eighty four custom, so it's like made of lead. Yeah,
0: those- <laughs> but it sounds
1: like a dream.
0: Yeah, right. really good." So it's worth it. Those, yeah, the Norlin era, hey, they, they were heavy Les Pauls.
1: It's even got the little handles that you pull out where you can wind the the um, tuning pegs. There's a little pull-out handle. Oh, really? It's like, yeah, it's got all my cons, man. Yeah, That's yeah, it's crazy. really good. It <laughs> just adds to the weight of it, you know? Yeah, yeah. Is there any other
0: gear you're excited about at the moment? So when you said you've gone back to pedals, like apart from the M9, what else have you got on that? On that uh, stop. I've got a
1: a Bogner Lagrange pedal. Oh, yeah. Which I really like. Which is the main drive, Mm -hmm. which is really versatile and great, and it's pretty low-gainy, you know. I use it pretty – try and sort of keep it relatively – well, that's crunch rather than fizz, Uh you know. I'm I'm loving my uh, Melbourne Amp, Melbourne Amp Company. I've been using that a bit lately too, and I recently acquired a – Victory V140 Super oh, Duchess. Okay, nice. Yeah, which is a hundred wide, y- six, four 6L6s. Six it's like a British voice twin. Yeah, right. Yeah, That's cool. Yeah, I use that in the Sydney gigs and everything like that. And okay. It's, uh, it loves pedals. It yeah. loves the drives and it's just, it's it's, it's really sweet. Yeah. Nice. Nice. man. What are you, you going to do, you know? Yeah. <laughs> For, oh, oh, this is the last amp I'm ever going to buy... Yeah. Until the next one. Sure. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: true. That's how it goes.
1: Dave, I've been lucky, man. I've been lucky. I've got some, you know, I've got an MI Audio Iron Duke and a, and a Reynolds, you know, five hundred one head. I've been, I've been pretty fortunate with the with the gear I've acquired over the years. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah.
0: Awesome. And man, you've, you're flying the flag for some great Australian companies there too.
1: Yeah. Well, you talk to the guy that makes the amp. You know. It's a, it's a pretty cool thing, you know. It's not a bought off the shelf thing. That's why I love about the Gribis guitars too. You talk to Frank about it, and, and you know, take a neck and say, "Can you make the neck the same as this neck?" Because I really love this neck, you know. And, yep, and all that sort of stuff, you know. Yeah,
0: yeah, cool. It's,
1: it's really it's it's worth it, you know. Yeah,
0: awesome. Well, Dave, thanks so much for talking. It's super cool to um super cool to have you back on the show, and then obviously uh to hear about all the truck stuff going on so i'll pop all the truck links in in the show notes so people can check that out people should definitely check out uh the new single lucky uh and last year's single make hay both great tunes and and keep an eye out for all the the future stuff coming in dave thanks so
1: much thanks
0: all right there you go dave leslie on the guitar speak podcast what a treat to have him back great friend of the show And uh, really cool to talk with him Super inspiring Please check out the links to Truck in the show notes And of course look out for Dave On tour with the baby animals as well My thanks to Fretboard Biology Wonderful partners with the show Sponsoring us for almost two years now Check out that fantastic online guitar course Links are in the show notes Hey my name is Matt Wakeling You've been listening to the Guitar Speak podcast I'm super thrilled that you've been tuning in, and I'd like to leave you with the words of wisdom, of course, from our friend from episode 150, Michael Schenker, who told us: "Keep rocking, keep on rocking, keep on rocking." Indeed, I'll catch you next time.